Hi, everybody, and welcome to Joint Air Christian Lifestyle, the podcast where we celebrate diversity within the body of Christ. I'm your host, Shane Fritz, and it's my pleasure this week to bring the fifth installment, actually part one of the fifth installment in our discipleship class that we got to lead at uh, Destiny Church here in Hanover. Um, this was a special night um, that we had uh, Pastor Ken March from Covenant Life Church to come in and speak really uh, on the kingdom, on kingdom finance. Um, and this is some really great revelation. It was, uh, it was a long class. And so we split it into two parts. And so this installment, um, is the first part. And, uh, next week we're going to have the, the second part released. So I know this is going to bless you. This is a revelation that really, um, the body of Christ as a whole really needs to lay hold of. And so, I know this is going to be a blessing to you. And I really just hope you two guys, uh, enjoy this. Till we talk again, be blessed. Thank you, Father, for your provision. Yeah. Thank you, Father, for your kingdom. So, my assignment, what I've been asked to come here to minister to is, is on the kingdom, one kingdom finance. And, uh, just as, as we, I know we've already prayed, but I want you to take some time right now, specifically, let's pray right now in the Spirit, that our hearts would open to be able to hear a revelation from the Father, or just ask Him, if you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, just ask Him right now, Father, that I would receive revelation knowledge by your Holy Spirit, that you would instruct me that I wouldn't hear the way the world hears. I would hear, Father, your word the way you desire for the kingdom to be ministered, that my heart would open, and I'd come alive to, to your promises, praise God. So let's just pray. Father, right now in Jesus' mighty name, we praise you, Father. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, Jesus. We declare, Father, God, in your kingdom, age isn't the matter, gender isn't the matter, Father. In your kingdom, Father, it's, it's by faith. As we believe, as we receive of your kingdom by faith, Father, we, we will walk out your promises. We declare this. Lord, you would bring instructions to your children tonight exactly as uh, you have set it forth before the beginning of time, Lord God. Before the foundations of this world, Lord, you have set it in order what your plan was, what you have desired. We just praise you for this tonight. We praise you and, and declare your promises here tonight, your authority to flow, your anointing to flow, your glory to flow in every single way. We break every plan of darkness right now, every assignment of darkness to steal, God, your promises over every person here. We declare, Father, they will be the head and not the tail. We declare, Father, in Jesus' name, they'll be above and not beneath. We declare tonight, Father, revelation will come. Father, we, we won't live by this world system, but we will live by the kingdom of God, the system that you have set up, Father, that uh, provision would come into our lives so we could provide for other lives, that we'd be blessed to be a blessing. We release that right now in Jesus' mighty name. We declare that your word and your word only, Father, will come alive. That your sheep here tonight, we will know your voice. And the stranger's voice we will not follow. Lord, we'll, your instructions will come loud and clear from your heart tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Jesus' name we pray. Praise God. So this is uh, this has been a passion of my life. Uh, I received received Jesus into my heart as, as a 12-year-old boy. And some of these revelations came almost immediately. Um, but I but not really, didn't really even know what I was believing, honestly. I was just believing. And, and now the instructions, God's unfolding things even in the hour we live in like we've never seen before. And he's and it's, and it's going to continue to keep on happening. I, I believe we're living in the greatest time known to mankind. You're alive. You know, I love the scripture says he saved the best line for last. You know, I, I believe that all the disciples would change places with us in a heartbeat. You know, to be alive in this hour to bring the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But we have to we have to realize money. You know, money is not about things. We're not we're not ministering about materialism, but money is a tool. You know, finance is a weapon. You know, in whatever hand it's in, if it's in the hand of darkness, it's destroying people. It's taking out people. It's killing people. It's, you know, it's bringing uh, all the lies of darkness to kill, steal, and destroy. When it's in the hands of a born-again believer, it's bringing life. It's bringing health. It's bringing provision. It's bringing goodness. It's bringing joy and peace. As he said, this is what the kingdom is. Righteousness, joy, and peace. So, you know, we can't deny this fact. Jesus, he spoke more about money and provision and almost anything else. You know, and there, there's many things that were, you know, were given in that in that in that hour. But Jesus didn't come to destroy the law, he came to fulfill it. So remember in all the laws that we've seen, Jesus came to make all this stuff better. But in order to understand, we have to we have to look immediately into Matthew six thirty three. Because it, it'll be impossible to understand it if we're trying to do it by how the world operates. This kingdom, as you're turning there, this kingdom will, will operate in sowing and in reaping. The world, all they have is to buy and to sell. Get all you can get while the getting's good. That's the world system. And the kingdom of God is give all you can give. But it's not really giving, it's sowing. We have to understand that we're sowing. We're, we're sowing, expecting a harvest. There's no farmer that ever goes out and sows and don't expect the harvest. You know, as we get to the end of the class tonight, hopefully we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the power of the tithe. Matt, Matt maybe talk a lot about the power of the tithe, because it really all begins there. But we have to realize the authority in your giving and partner with God. Make covenant with God. Understand, I'm not of this world as a born-again believer. You're all here because you're here to be disciple, right? So we're all born-again believers. Old things are passed away. Behold, now all things have become new. So Jesus was speaking here. He said in Matthew 6.33, I think you have it on, on your paper. It says, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So seek first the kingdom of God. When Jesus 
was on this earth for three, uh, 33 years, but as his ministry started for three years of ministry, all he taught on was the kingdom of God. Now, of course, he didn't, he didn't teach about Jesus, but he was teaching about Jesus. He came declaring the kingdom of God and all these principles. He came, so he, he would speak about the kingdom of God. He would speak about the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God represents who owns it all. Everything. God owns everything. We are stewards. Can you say amen? amen. We are stewards. We, we own nothing. You know, he, he's looking for a good steward. And in this hour, I believe he's saving his best to be poured into those that he can trust. That he really, truly can trust. I don't believe uh, these next waves of uh, his goodness, uh, not his goodness, because that's always flowing towards us. But his next waves of stewardship, of, of uh, material things, of finance, of money. Yes, we'll just say the word, money. You know? <laughs> the church, like, they don't want to hear it. The world's, the world's taking it all and using it for destruction. And it's time that, that this thing changes hands. But seeking first the kingdom of God, he said here, which represents who owns it all. Where it comes, and then the kingdom of heaven Jesus talked about was where it's from. So immediately we have to realize that this uh, this place of provision, as well as every other promise that we get, is really a matter of legality. Jesus, it's a matter of jurisdiction. You know, it's a matter of law. That's why it's so important that you learn this word. That you study the Word of God. That you meditate on this Word of God. Don't, don't see it from the eyes of the world, but that we sit before God and have Holy Spirit revealing what these promises mean inside here. What God was saying. We look at these places and, you know, and we can ask questions. What's this mean? We've got to become you know, a spiritual scientist. What does this mean? What's this mean for my life? What's it mean for my family? You know, I started to think about that, even as a 12-year-old boy, this is 40 years ago. So what we're talking about tonight is 40 years in the making, testimony after testimony after testimony, what, what God, and all, you know, as I share some of these, I'm not bringing glory about myself. This is about the kingdom of God. He's no respecter of person, but he will be a respect, he has to be a respecter of faith. It's in, in the Old Testament, you got it through obedience. In the New Testament, under this new covenant, these promises come by faith. Believe in God. Trust in God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we seek first the kingdom of God. In everything we do, we seek first the kingdom of God. We seek first His provision. We seek first His heart in every matter. We seek first His thoughts on every matter. We seek first, you know, we search this scripture. What is God saying about every situation we get into? As, as we, as we, um, whatever it is, all, all across the board. Because this provision is yours. He's, Jesus has come that you would be healed. That you would be delivered. That you would be set free. That you would be provided for. That you, of course, would be saved. That, that you would prosper. This was what Jesus brought onto this earth as He came. He redeemed us back to the very beginning of time. I don't have um, this in your notes, but we got to go to Genesis. 
Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. This was God's intention for mankind. So remember this, you know, everything that takes place in your life is a matter of of jurisdiction. You know, God gets blamed for a lot of things that He has no part in. He has given the earth to man. Psalms 115, you can write that down and read it later, but He's given the earth to man. The heavens are God's, but the earth He's given to man. Psalms 115. It's important we understand that. Um, these, we can give the enemy legal right to steal from our lives. But God has set up, He's set up parameters, He's set up promises, He's set up authority that you can stop the enemy. Jesus came. Matthew, we'll get to Genesis here in a second. It's hidden. Matthew 16, I believe it is, it speaks. I'll see people write, so let me just, let me find this. Slow down for a second. We have so much to cover tonight. Where is it? There's the clock. That nasty clock. <laughs> Matthew 16. Let's read this real quick. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to... Matthew 16. 18 and 19. And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. I will give unto thee, this is Jesus speaking, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Jesus has given us the keys of the kingdom of heaven, not the keys of the earth. He's given us the keys of the kingdom of heaven. We have to understand where our provision is coming from. You know, we're, we're taking and redeeming the curse on this earth. The money that comes into our hands, we redeem it. We take it through the power of the tithe, through the power of offering, through making covenant with God. Now we redeem that, and then we barter with it. But, you know, so we'll see how far we get tonight. Hopefully we can keep rolling and get through the, the power of provision. There's five things that we need to get to. Maybe that will be another time. I'm not sure. But God has set up laws that you can redeem your life. Every single way, every single place. And let's face it, finances is a big deal. I mean, you can say amen to that. Amen. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to God. That's why Jesus spoke about it. His parables kept talking about it. He kept declaring it. Because He wanted you to search. He wasn't hiding it from you. He was hiding it for you. That you would meditate. That you would look into. That you would ponder. What does this mean? What does this mean for my life? What is it? What's God saying? You know, as you start breaking these things down, this revelation becomes yours. And it can never be taken away from you. And you start, you start to crush the lie of poverty everywhere you go. And now you are a blessing everywhere you go. You are blessed to be a blessing. So as this blessing starts to unfold, just continuously 
you know, look back unto God in thankfulness and say, God, I thank you. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Don't lose that place of pride never grips your heart. Because And God can, He knows your heart even better than you know your heart. Yes. He sees exactly what's going on. He's a good Father. He won't give it to you if it's not going to help you and those around you. Because He's a good Daddy. You know, He... He, he, want, he wants to bless you, but He knows it. So just keep pressing into Him. Keep being faithful to Him. Keep declaring His things. Because these keys are yours. Now you can declare order as it is in heaven. We have to remember, as we get ready to read Genesis, always remember that God can't get anything done on earth except for through man. This will, this will shake a lot of religious theology. He he has made it. He's made it this way. He has given the earth to man. His his desire from the very beginning. Let's go to Hebrews two. I knew this was going to happen. You guys have all night. <laughs> I'm not going to be at work in the morning. I can just leave here, though. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Hebrews 2, verse 7. So it says here in Hebrews, this is in the King James, Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crowneth him with glory and honor. Thou didst set him over the works of thine hand. Thine hand. Thou hast put all things in subject under his feet, for in that he put all in subjection under him. This is God's talking about us. He's put everything. He left nothing that is not under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. So this, this right here, he's talking about. He put everything under our feet in subject to us. Now let's go to spelling get back to Genesis 1. Because we got a I think we got a whole bunch of other stuff to cover. So I want to watch how far we get down that road, but we Yeah. But we have to understand. Understand this. God is the power. No, how, no matter how much you ever claim down here, how much status you claim, God is the power. You're not the power. He has given you authority. He's given you keys. He has, you have become a conduit. But He's the power. Never think it's by your power. It's by Him. The power of, of His desire. But He's made it that He would come through man. As we believe Him, as we trust Him, as we look to Him by faith, now and, and we declare His Word, we declare His promises, that He can flow through us here on earth. Healing can flow. Prosperity can flow. We can start to take over the spheres, all, all the spheres of influence on this earth. You know, you, you can own a business. It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what your relatives say. You know, what the world would try to tell you. God has, He has called you to be the head and not the tail. Can you say amen? amen. 
He's called you to be above and not beneath. Now, this is not for your glory. This is for His glory. He's called you, this one will shake up your world. He's called you to be the lender and not the borrower. Say, Pastor Ken, you don't understand. I am, I am so far in debt, I can't hardly even see. You know, this is what we're here to crush. You know, this is a process, and with the truth of God's Word, you can crush this, you can come out of this. You can declare, this is what God wants to do in your life. So Genesis 1, let's read this. And God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. See, that alone right there, we were made in the image of God. We were made in the likeness of God, exactly like Him. Looking like Him. Uh, to live like Him. To have health like Him. Is it hard for you to believe that God's not poor? Well, maybe it would be, depending on what religious circle you're in. You might think God is poor. You know? But, obviously, we don't think heaven's poor. I mean, we, we, we read in, about mansions. We talk about streets of gold. That don't sound like a place. Pure gold. Not just gold, like it's on some of our fingers, or earrings, or whatever. This is pure gold, like glass. Like glass. Yeah, like glass. I mean, it's been purified uh, to, you know, the utmost. But we were made in His image, we were made in His likeness. This was God's intention when this earth was created. Think about it. God don't change His mind. That ought to make sense to us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, he's... He, it, it's, so let's look here as we keep going. Let And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in His image, verse 27, and the image of God created him, male and female created he them. Verse 28, this, this is important to meditate on verse 28 and continuously have this before your heart. God bless them. Say, God bless me. Say it again. God bless me. You're listening to this. Say, God bless me. And God said unto you, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. Again, and he talks about every living thing. This is what God's promise is. That we would be blessed, not live by miracles, but living by the blessing. This is what the kingdom will bring into your life as you meditate on the kingdom, as you seek first the kingdom of God. We, we, we won't be living by miracles. Thank God for miracles. We're seeing miracles happening every single day. That The young lady we just prayed for, there's going to be a miracle that will happen. You'll get a testimony in a few days of a miracle that happened in her life. You know, praise God. But it's not God. God's plan was never that we would live by miracles. His plan is that we would live by the blessing. That we would live in a place of fruitfulness. We would live in a place of multiplying. Not adding, multiply. You know, definitely not dividing. That's what the enemy comes. To divide, to steal, to kill, to destroy. Jesus says, come that we would have life and have it in abundance. 
so you could be a blessing to your family. The Bible says a good man or a good woman, that, that scripture is not in gender, it, it's not by gender, but a good man, good woman leaves a heritage for his children's children. It, I, you know, I'm up to 14 grandbabies right now. Nine children, 14 grandbabies. I know of two more on the way, so it'll soon be at least 16. I don't, there could, hopefully there's twins in there. It's going to come one of these days, or triplets maybe. But anyway, you know, I meditate on that every day of my life. Even, I wasn't married at 12 years old, but, you know. You can, I got married at 16, though. And wow. uh, not, not too far from then. But um, anyway, I was thinking about that. I seen that scripture. A good man leaves a heritage to his children's children. Sit and think about those thoughts. Don't let the enemy get you thinking about your past. You know, I hope it was good. But your future is going to be better. And if your past wasn't good, praise God. Get ready for the double, triple, quadruple, seven times. You know, God's kingdom upon your future. But you have to ponder and meditate and think about these thoughts. Think about how much God loves you. Think about He's created you. Ephesians 1, you can write this down and read it later. Ephesians 1, He he created and knew you and named you before the foundations of the earth. This is how important you were. Way before you were ever thought of or conceived. God already planned your life. And He planned you to be blessed. To be fruitful, to multiply, to replenish, to subdue, bring this earth under submission. Don't think you're here by some happenstance. He has placed in you exactly what's needed for this hour. Exactly what's needed for this hour. By the world's point, the darkest, some of the the darkest time. That creation has ever seen. There's things that there's not even, you know, accounts for in the past that we went through the last few years. You know, history always repeats itself. We hit brand new stuff almost. Well, actually, it goes all the way back to Exodus. It happened. So get ready. We're taking the promised land. In Jesus' name. That's what I'm here to declare over you. So you will subdue and you will have dominion. You will have dominion. You will dominate um, the authority will flow through you as you see this the church we have to realize you know we all probably know what it's like to be broke to have a need before you and yet can't meet it how many has been there that's your own need how about the needs of your neighbors you know, the, the needs of this city, the needs of this country, the needs of this world. I've been blessed to go on a whole, a whole bunch of, you know, mission, well, they're not really mission trips, we're going there on assignment, doing crusades and doing conferences and, and teaching kingdom and see the needs. You know, I mean, we don't have time to sit back and be comfortable and let the enemy keep taking us. It's not happening. I'm declaring tonight. You will find your destiny. You will walk this place out. You will receive what God has for you. You will, you will walk in dominion. And you will subdue every place God's called. 
And He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above what you could ever ask or think. By the power that works in you. Right here. Right here in your spirit. Uh, Shane said it earlier, the kingdom. I'm not sure if you guys studied this. I got to listen to a few of your classes. Um, But the kingdom of God, where is Luke 17? It's within you. Luke 17 says it's within you. They're They're asking Jesus, where is the kingdom? They're trying to observe it. They're trying to see it. They're trying to show us out here where this kingdom is. Because they're figuring he's going to come and take over like the world does. He's going to create an army and create a force down here. He's got an army and a force. It's called the angels. It's called heavenly hosts. But Jesus said, no, the kingdom is within you. Right here, guys. If you can believe it, you can receive it. The kingdom all this provision is inside of you right here in the born again experience you you got you might have a brand new house right here in your spirit you might have a brand new car you know a business an invention right here in your spirit I, I watched this thing happen in my life here here declaring this thing but we have to make covenant with God. Seeking first the kingdom of God will be doing exactly right here. I'm here to be fruitful. I'm here to multiply. I'm here to replenish. I'm here to subdue. I'm here to have dominion for the glory of God. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's go to Deuteronomy. This is one that's not on there. We didn't even hit any scriptures on our paper yet, I don't think. Deuteronomy 8. So, it's important. One of the biggest things that I learned um, was covenant immediately. Learn the word covenant. And I have several businesses. I sign a lot of contracts. We sign contracts in this earth because, you know, we're not sure we can trust but a covenant is made totally out of trust. You know, God went first. On every single thing you will do, He went first. Jesus came, gave His life. He came, you know, was thoroughly, you know, crushed, you know, for you that the kingdom of God could come alive. He became the seed so you could be a a harvest for the glory of God. Now He's calling us to be just like Jesus on this earth. We got to go first. We got to be the ones to sow that seed. We got to be the ones to submit to God, resist the devil, and any fleas. You know, we have to be the one to honor God. Can you say Amen? We, you know, Jesus really did all the hard work. We get to walk out the blessing. We get to walk out this, you know, subduing, the multiplying, the replenishing. We get to walk out this promise. But in your mind, that's why in the kingdom, it says about repent. That doesn't mean coming to the altar. When you gave your heart to Jesus, you asked Him to forgive you of all your sins. 
But the repentant process just barely started at that point in time. Repent means to change your mind. Get a brand new mindset. Don't do a 360. Do a 180. You're going the other way. Can you say amen? amen? Like, we, this world, we don't think like the world thinks. We don't act like the world acts. We don't love like the world loves. Come on. In, in this kingdom, this love is a, a choice. It's a decision. You know, it's an expression that flows through our lives. It's not a feeling. You know, it can flow into feelings, but when you don't feel it, you still do it. Yeah. It's called trust. It's called covenant. God, I believe you. When nothing lines up, I trust you because you said it. And you say amen, guys. Your word promised it. And you declare his word. And you find his word. And come hell or high water, as they say. You trust him. Because it's in that place that you make your stand. And who your kingdom is. Because there's two. There's a kingdom of darkness and there's a kingdom of light. And we, you, if you're tossed between two, you'll be a double-minded man, the Bible says in James 1. And he said, that man can't receive anything from God. Because there's no faith. God only speaks one language. He don't speak English. He speaks faith. He don't speak Spanish. He speaks faith. Can you say amen? amen. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You don't have to see it. You have to believe it. When you can believe it, and you you stand before Him, and you make covenant with God, it will not make sense to your natural mind. But you have to tell this mind, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Guys, it's important. You are not God. But you are a king of the king. You are a lord of the lord. And the Bible says lords of the lord. He's God. He's all power. He's all knowing. He's everything. But he, he has called us to be that conduit. Can you say amen? To be that hose. Maybe it's easier for understanding a hose. I'm in construction, so I'm working with conduit all the time. But it's a... You know, it's a place that the that um, the material can go through. You know, it's a place that protects it. You know, it directs it. It puts it right where it needs to be. And I love. I started thinking about a hose even more than a conduit because the Bible tells us when persecution, count it all joy when you're persecuted for the kingdom's sake. So when pressure comes, when persecution comes, now your hose. That was just directing water out. Now the pressure comes. Now all of a sudden, you're, when, when that restriction comes, it turns into a pressure washer. Come on. How many know that's how you get pressure? The same, you don't go back and crank up the volume back here or turn the volume down for a pressure washer. Work. You bring restriction. And now it, it's directed and flows. Now it washes darkness away everywhere you go. Persecution comes, comes, comes the hundredfold return. Don't, don't get all stressed. You know, 
That's all the enemy has. Now, you know, I tell our church all the time, now, the Bible says, no weapon formed against you will prosper. But I, I believe, I love to take it another step further. I'm not trying to add to the word, but this is what I've, what I've learned in meditation and what I've walked out. Every weapon formed against me, not only will it not prosper, it leads me to prosperity. Every weapon leads me to prosperity. It's, it's God allowing me to gain more strength. It's, he's putting weight on the bar. And as I lift that weight, strength comes. And I dismantle the lies of the enemy. When it doesn't make sense, and in my weakness, the Bible says, His strength is made perfect. His grace is sufficient. His promises are sufficient. In my weakness, His strength is made perfect. Can you say amen? amen. This is the promise. So as, as these lies come against us, and we, we lay before the Word of God, we, and we make covenant with God, God, we're partners. You're my senior partner in life. I got married. God's my partner in this. I married my wife, of course. But God's our partner. He's right there. He's our senior partner's marriage. As I learned this, I started my first business when I was 20 years old. I was so blessed to understand to make God my senior partner. Me and my wife, we, we bought our first house when we were 18. We partnered with God. We, we got married at 16. But we already had two children by the time we were 18. Um, I always know we have, we have nine children now. Um, she, she said we were done. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I didn't listen to this. But uh, I said a dozen. She said nine is it. We do have one in heaven. But uh, so, so we bought our first house at 18, and we covenant with God. This, this will be so important. So before we go further now, let's, let's read here Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy 8, 17 and 18. And now say it in thine heart. My power and might of mine, hat, mine hand has gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers, as it is this day. Church, like guys, it couldn't be hardly any plainer to see it right here. I want to read verse 18. But thou shalt remember... The Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth, that He may establish His covenant which He swore unto thy fathers, as it is this day. So, we bought our first house at 18. Of course, it was a little house. I, I'm not even positive the square footage. Uh, it was probably, it was for sure less than 1,200 square feet. It was, it was a tiny little house. It was, it was one of them old farmhouses. They had two bedrooms. You had to walk through one bedroom to get to the other bedroom. How many has been in there before? When you up, I mean, you were up the stairway, and it was so steep. Yeah. You know, up like seven-foot high ceilings. But, man, we were blessed. You know, but we made covenant with God. And I, I've seen this scripture, and I, I, I hear the Holy Spirit tell me to share this. 
Because at that point in time, like, it was impossible. Here we are having babies. Every two years we're having a baby. You know, and I heard, as I'm before God making covenant with Him as we bought this house, I went put in the scripture and I see that we're supposed to be the lender, not the borrower. And I didn't know a whole lot, but right from the beginning, somebody told me, well, you get done paying this mortgage, you'll pay for this house three times. That didn't sit right with me. I got a, I got a family to take care of. You know, I got some dreams in my heart. You know, paying for this three times, I'm like, God, you know, and I heard one say, come in with me, and you'll pay it off in five years. I made covenant with God. Now, I'm not telling you, like, you don't take my story. Go before God, and He'll give you your story. I promise you He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ever ask or think. You know, these promises, so I'm looking at something, God, you called me not to be the barn, but to be the lender. So right here, we're going to start this. And, you know, I know a lot of even Christian, you know, financial people will tell you, don't pay your mortgage off. Now, if you're in debt and you've got credit cards, pay them all first. Make covenant with God and get out of debt. You don't have to live by debt. Make covenant with God and stop spending and start sowing. And as you make covenant with Him... He will clean this stuff up and he'll go right through. Uh, thank God we didn't have no credit card debts. We were too young. They, back then, they didn't give it to you. They weren't in the mail every day. <laughs> you know? So we didn't have credit cards. You know, But we we did have a, we, we were able to get a new vehicle and we, and we did that on debt too. Um, but as I make covenant with God, the, the first year, I, God will bring supernatural wisdom when you make this covenant. He'll start to talk to you. As you get serious, God, we made this covenant. So the first year went by. All we did, I got wisdom that if I make one extra payment a year, it'll knock off like nine years or ten years, depending on what the amount is of that loan. It'll take a 30-year loan down to like 20, 21 years just doing that. So we worked our tail off, and we got, you know, and we made one extra payment that first year and that second year. Um... About halfway through that next year, God calls us to start our first business. My goodness, when you start a company, there's a lot of money has to be put in this. You know, we like so God could very well have that provision in mind for you guys as we get before him, as we make covenant with him. You know, but you have to make covenant with him. You have to start this process. Hopefully we get far enough tonight because there, there, there's a process that you have to come through. Um, you can't leave out the power of the tithe. You know, and then the power of sowing. Uh, the power of the offerings. And these things flow. This covenant will come alive in your life. So, back to this story. The third year rolls around. We start this business. We're putting a lot of money in. We're, we're still, we're, we're only able to make one extra payment. The fourth year. About halfway through the year, we, we were able to pay down like like $6,000. So, Greg, this is a long time ago. The first house we bought, we paid $50,000 for it. You know, you can't even buy a lot to build a house on nowadays you know, for that. So, we were down to like $43,000. We're beginning the next year. We're in, Now we're coming into that fifth year. I'm reminding God of His covenant. It's okay to do this. 
when, when, when you sit before God and He makes a promise, whatever that would be, I'm talking to you about paying a household. Start right where you are right now. Don't, you know, don't, don't jump out, you know, too far ahead. Just start right now and start conquering those things and build your faith. Build a foundation of faith. Man, I got this testimony. I got that testimony. I got that testimony. The whole way through this time, you know, we, we get a little chunk of money. Like three times it happened. Different times it happened. We get a little chunk. I'm getting ready to put it on there. And God said, I want you to go uh, right now and tear off someone. Had one a family in the church needed a roof. We went and tore off the roof and put a new roof on the house. So in the midst of this, as we hear His voice, you'll be sowing. You'll constantly be sowing. And God is putting this in your account. It, it, it won't make sense to the natural man. God, I thought you said you, we, we may come to do this. But you know, I just got to listen to Him. You hear Him, you get to be that blessing. You get to be that authority. You know, it, it doesn't happen like this. But when it's all over, it feels like this. Five years went by so fast. It was supposed to be a 30-year loan. So we get down about six months through. We get a pretty good chunk on there. Now we're down to Lake God. Into November of that year. And I'm, I'm God, you said we're paying this thing off. As we started, we, another pretty good situation happened. God brought into our lives. They paid about half that. We get into December. I remember taking the fifth year. It was after Christmas. I remember taking that last chunk. To I, I mean, I could have went and bought a boat that day. Could have went and bought a whole bunch of guns. Man, <laughs> nice big safe. I, I could have uh, scheduled a bear hunt. Uh, moose hunt, whatever, you know, <laughs> ladies are saying, that's, that's crazy, why would you do that? <laughs> but anyway, uh, could have went and did a whole lot of other things. But we, me and God partnered in this. And when, when we walked into that bank, I walked in that bank with God, right beside me, and paid that last, that last, it was like 20-some thousand that God brought into our hands. This is making covenant. This, this is God's promise for your life. I'm praying as I speak this tonight, don't lift up me. Lift up Him. This is His promise for every person that will believe, that will trust Him, that will take this for what it says. Let me read it again. Deuteronomy 8.18 But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is He that giveth thee the power to get wealth, that He may establish his covenant. This is all about establishing His covenant. It's all about establishing Genesis 1, 26-28. And on this earth, now, He knows, I can trust you. I can trust it. We make covenant. You were trusting me. Now I know I can trust you. I can trust you with this, this greater place. Not saying that God can't trust you if you don't pay your house off. There's nothing wrong with borrow money for a house. You know, but it's a whole lot better if you can be the one borrowing somebody the money. Me and my wife now, we did this in our second house. Now we are actually the bank. Usually on three to four houses a year for people. Now we don't keep the loans, you know, we, we just help them get through the building process. But we're living out the scriptures. We're the lender, not the borrower. You know, and we're taking that interest and we're asking God, we put in a whole separate account. God, what do you want to do with this to advance your kingdom? 
to see your kingdom come. This is the authority that you will bring through your life. Church, I promise you, I stand here tonight. This is the, I am the last person it should have happened to. What I'm saying is if it happened for me, it could surely happen for you. We did not come from wealth. We didn't come with a silver spoon. I have great parents. They did teach me how to work and they taught me how to be faithful. You know, and I'm so thankful for that. And of course, they were the ones that took me to church. <laughs> we found Jesus. But this is all about establishing the covenant of God. Thanks, God. Are we all okay?